0: bradalone's ace hardware and garden stores brings you garage logic podcast number 322 feb 13 2020 51 degrees was the high on this day in 1890 and it was as chilly as 23 below in 1905
1: (laughs) and now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of spoon lake it's Garage
0: Logic with Rookie on production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Craggy you like Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I just gave those temps, which I do for my amusement, uh, and uh, along those lines, Doug Johnston. Uh, says, uh, or, or, or provided something from the Brainerd Dispatch, wondering how they dealt with climate change back there. Brainerd had a temperature reversal from Valentine's Day last year to Valentine's Day this year. Today's high temp registered, this is from 1940, today's high temp registered 37 degrees above zero with bright sun and snow starting to melt. Last year, in 1939, the temp dropped to 37 below. A swing of almost seventy-five degrees from year to year. And that hmm. was uh, that was back in uh, nineteen thirty-nine and nineteen forty.
2: So very, very, very close to Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, because we're
0: fact-based, hail the flashlight king! Hail, hail you! I was listening to Wendy's podcast. Went to my horror. Reavers, as in Moron Number Two, said the twins opened their season in forty-five days. Even worse, I did a double take when he said that the Twins opened their season on March 28. And to make matters worse, Reavers answered Kenny's question of who reported to spring training by making it seem that everyone has reported. However, he said that the veterans did not have to report until Monday. Well, given that I'm a fellow baseball fan, let me set the record straight. Today, Feb 12, meaning yesterday, is the first actual workout for pitchers and catchers although several players have already reported. On Monday, Feb 17, is the official reporting date for position players. And since the season actually starts on March 26, it would have been 43 days as of the recording. So I had to email you and correct my fellow <laughs> Minnesota State Mankato Maverick alum. And uh, there he is. It is the 26th? Troy right? Huh. it. That's right. really can I,
2: early. Can I, may I confess something on the show that I'd like for you all to hear, all listeners all emailers the staff here when you bring an email up like that and you say uh, something is wrong or reported as being wrong yeah. and your name is not yeah. named I feel a, a large sense of relief <laughs> and I'm sorry to serve you up but I, I felt some relief that it was not me this time
1: this, this is like when when you're being chased by the bear you don't necessarily have to get away you just have to not be the slowest. You, runner. Be the
2: second,
3: you have to be the second <laughs> slowest. At least. Yes. I'm same on Facebook and Twitter too. I always check and, oh, good, they're picking on a rook or well, not so Not me this time. Before
0: I get to a, a, a positive theme, uh, one I'm very excited to share with you because it is Positive Thursday. Yes. And I've detected something. Oh. I want to get a groin kick out of the way. Okay. I want to get a groin kick out of the way. Okay. A uh, controversial video posted online this week shows a woman apparently a University of Virginia student at the school's newly opened Multicultural Student Center and making what she called a public service announcement to those gathered. Uh, the woman uh, said, if you all didn't know, uh, this is, well, I'll let, I'll let you hear it.
4: Public service announcement. Excuse me. If you all didn't know, this is the MSC And frankly, there's just too many white people in here. And this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days. And frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at. And there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Do we
1: know her name?
5: No, it's not noted in this uh, Twitter video. Tell me
1: again w- where they are in the University of,
5: of Virginia and
0: what it's called. The University of Virginia opened a new multicultural student center. Well, by the very title, you would think multicultural would include everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an a, a African-American woman, presumably a student, walked in and said, uh, there's too many white people in here. And... Uh, <laughs> when we see that many white people, we, we get uncomfortable. And uh, even though the university has acknowledged that this new student center basically is what it is, only in today's woke college campus, Ooh. you can't call it a student center. You've got to call it a multicultural center.
2: Okay. And the
0: school confirms that it's, uh, it's supposed to be open for uh, everyone. And... Uh, So she she found it difficult to believe. I'd like to hear it again, and then that'll be followed by a groin kick.
2: Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: Resetting and...
4: Public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people in (laughs) here, and this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs I'm comfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days, and frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at, and there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you.
1: May I? Yes. Multiculturalism is the coexistence of diverse cultures where culture includes racial, religious, or cultural groups and is manifested in customary behaviors. Cultural assumptions and values, patterns of thinking, and communicative styles. Uh, groin kick, that chair. That
5: deserves this. One thing that's worth pointing out, by the way, for the
3: groin kick file.
5: You would think that the video being taken and put on social media was someone that objected to what she was saying right the woman you heard cheering and screaming is the one that was taking the video oh, she was pro as in as in look at my girl go up there oh, wow. and she's getting destroyed on social you media said that right because now. i thought that person yeah.
2: was going can you believe this no stuff? this was some this was she, someone she, that, that she was
5: praiseworthy she was someone that was sitting next to her wow. Yeah. So is this trending? Uh, oh yeah, um, it's a, it's everywhere on Twitter. I,
2: as a as a Polish American, I feel very uncomfortable <laughs> that there's so many white people in this studio right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, it's amazing he, how you failed it, the Academy. Is who
1: are it the truly one. is He's amazing the whitest person I've ever met. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Very very failed Academy. I have well, the, the university though, to their uh, credit this morning is saying, you know, no, these are open to no, all I, students. I, I understand. So but...
0: I, I, you can't blame the university. I oh, I, no, I am, Jen. I am. I, okay. I, I am. Well, I, I am. Right, it's, a, it's a failed academy.
1: Okay. So frankly, if you ask me, as as for this room, there's way too many white people in here. Right on, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, I can't help that.
2: <laughs> we could change that, Kenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't think I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I've detected a positive theme. (laughs) That's Positive Thursday. Well, it is. And I I think, I I hope we're on to something. Let's start with a mural of Greta Thunberg that was being considered uh, for display in downtown Bismarck, North Dakota. Yeah. Johnny Heights neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, There's a proposal in the works to help beautify downtown Bismarck. A wet plate artist, Shane Balkowicz has proposed uh, to the Renaissance Zone Authority to install a mural of Greta Thunberg on the south side of the Brick Oven Bakery building. Brick Oven Bakery's owners say they don't own the building and have no say in the possible artwork outside. According to the Renaissance Zone Authority, uh, the mural would portray Belkiewicz's standing-for-us-all image of Thunberg, taken at Standing Rock earlier Last year, right. or late last year. Yep. And you'll recall he did it in a very beautiful uh, old fashioned wet plate form that yeah. made it look like it was taken in, back in the 1880s and even uh, wished to create the implication that she was somehow some sort of Native American. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but there's been, so I, I was going to talk about that today, but the discovery of a piece in the Pioneer Press this morning made me realize that maybe people are starting to wake up. A North Dakota artist said Wednesday he has scrapped his plans for a mural honoring Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg following boycott threats against a Bismarck business that would have featured the outdoor image. Uh, Shane Balkovich had planned to put a seven-foot-tall mural of Thunberg on the brick exterior of a bakery. Uh, Balkovich took the photo of uh, the teen when she visited Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in October. Balkovich Told the Bismarck Tribune, he saw the plan mural as a celebration of art, not a dig at oil or coal companies in North Dakota. But after threats of boycotts and possible vandalism appeared, when KFYR TV posted a story about the plan mural, uh, I used Balkovich, to work there. huh? I used to work there. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Balkovich uh, said Wednesday he pulled his application with the city. Now I, I'm not suggesting that threatening vandalism is a ray of hope. Nor am I suggesting there, that uh, there were some really ugly Facebook threats like yeah, that yeah. Uh, on the on the thing. Uh, there was no motivation other than to install a very important piece of history that was captured here in North Dakota. Well, it wasn't an important piece of history. No. Hmm. Her appearance in North Dakota is not an important moment right. in history. Uh, that's the part I think is a, is a great pushing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not suggesting that there should be threats or vandalism or, or anything of that nature. But then I got to thinking, well. Are people starting to wake up.
2: Boy, oh, I wish that
5: would. I wish. You no, I think track it's track. more that we're so divided. Don't you guys? No,
0: I think people are starting to wake up.
1: Here's a story from I, today's Pioneer. You press. brought this up yesterday, and, and I think you you hit it out of the park. I mean, you talked about how this just isn't on the radar of most people. Right. Well, climate change, for well, example, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But here's a there's a piece today. It was buried in the Pioneer Press, but it's very interesting. I, I don't know. I think it's windmilling. Uh, the families of three female high school runners in Connecticut have filed a federal lawsuit seeking to block transgender athletes in Connecticut from participating in girls' sports because mm. these girls can't win. They're competing against biological males who identify as female. Sure. The girls can't win. Men and women are built differently in terms of their bone structure and gait and stride and everything else. Oh, my God. How
2: dare you say that? We're boycotting GL. All right. We're out of here.
0: (laughs) Selena Sewell, a senior at Glastonbury High School. Chelsea Mitchell, a senior at Canton High School. And Elena Smith, a sophomore at Danbury High School, are represented by Alliance Defending Freedom. They argue that allowing athletes with male anatomy to compete has deprived them of track titles and scholarship opportunities. So they're they're, they're waking up to the idea that this BS you've been having to endure in the classroom, uh, now you're facing it in real time in reality. And you line up for a 400-meter relay, and you're going to get your butt kicked by these guys Mm -hmm. who merely say, I'm a female. And and now they're going to have to do something about it. I think a simple proposal would be, why not have uh, just a transgender track and field class?
5: Its own separate
0: category. Yes, I'm serious. Uh, and the, you'd have to you'd have to look long and hard to find enough
1: to do it. Mm-hmm. But so what? No, That's we, your problem. We, we've discussed this before, and uh, we call it super modified racing. Yeah. like say it's a snowmobile thing. Anything goes, any engine, any internals, any pipe, any carb, yeah. any anything you want, and everybody brings their super mods in. Some people run stockers, and you throw them all in one race and see what happens. Well, but but that won't fly with the,
0: with the biological females having to compete in the same race with the biological male. Yeah. It doesn't work. So the transgendered kids should have their own class. Their own uh, track and field event.
1: There's not enough, though. That's not
0: inclusive. And these kids say, the the biological females say, look, we're not here to finish third. We want to win fair and square. All we're asking for is a fair chance. Well, the rubber has met the road, girls. You've had this, uh, you've been proselytized for your entire uh, career in high school about inclusiveness and diversity and welcoming and embracing differences and all that. Yeah, but it doesn't work, does it? When you get to the starting line of a track meet, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So good luck to yeah, you. I don't know how you're going to resolve that, but I, I see that as waking up. They're waking up
2: to reality. And if you did have a transgender, LBGT, whatever you are going to have, the numbers would be so low, you would win every time.
1: Let me ask you, you how, how much do you know about this? Because I have some questions.
2: Well, what do you want to know? I want yeah. to know
1: if these um, if they did the, trans, uh, the transformation thing just for... The sporting thing do you, that I don't do, know are, are they? Oh, you mean to, to compete in athletics? Yeah, is this a is this an on purpose cheat or would they have been trans uh, anyway, regardless? Yeah, that I don't know. The story doesn't make that clear. Right.
0: But we we quote uh, some of the uh, transgendered uh, kids and they say, uh, "I don't want to remain silent. I am a girl and I am a runner. Uh, I participate in athletics just like my peers." Uh, and they go on to defend their 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 presence in the in the race. I think it's unfair, and uh, I, I hope it's resolved. And I, again, the only logical solution is get the fifteen kids in Connecticut who are transgender track and field runners Boom. and have your own have your own tournament. You got to race.
5: Just think of that Rook. Back in the late eighties in Cretin, you could have done the double pump I layup. I would
2: have been uh, first team. I would have been. <laughs> I would have been a hero. (laughs) From today's
0: letters to the editor in the Pioneer Press. Eight years ago, I moved to St. Paul. Came into the city pulling a trailer of furniture. Smooth trip until I reached the intersection of White Bear Avenue and Larpender. I thought I'd lose my load because of the rough surface. Eight years later, nothing has been done. Now East Shore Drive is barely negotiable. I believe good streets are paramount to having pride in the city, making for happier people, less crime and vandalism, and a wholesome, expanding community. Bob Porter, St. Paul. He's waking up. He's waking up. Another letter. According to the Pioneer Press article, are penalties too high for transit fare evaders? Democrats will be introducing a bill that will reduce the penalty, arguing that this will result in greater compliance. Not surprisingly, and against all reason, there is no explanation of how making fair evasion less painful will miraculously accomplish this. Brad Tapke, sponsor of the bill, states that less than 3% of citations for fair evasion are paid, which he says puts an undue burden on the poor and court system. Uh, paying your fare is not an undue burden. It's an obligation. And there is no reason for those citations to burden the courts. Unpaid citations would simply go to warrant, which would come to light when those fare beaters, not being paragons of society, eventually come under scrutiny for other violations of the law. Frank Hornstein, who supports the bill, believes it will ensure our transit system is equitable and serves an entire community. What, may I ask Mr. Hornstein, is inequitable about everyone paying their fare? And the last time I checked, no subset of the larger community is excluded from riding public transit. Finally, the bill would include funding for hiring transit ambassadors, lay people whose function would be to enforce payment and write citations. Considering the kinds of people those ambassadors will be dealing with, I hope the bill includes general hospital benefits. (laughs) Sandy Beach in St. Paul, she's waking up. Mm -hmm. People are waking up. I, it's nice to see we can yes. be hopeful
2: <clears throat> uh, well, let's start the trend people are waking up you can't uh you, wh- why another th- way of saying they're pushing back okay why do you think they are are people sick and tired of this uh, impeachment process that was very bipartisan that was really not Going to i'm happen. doing this on a
0: micro level i'm not talking about i don't think anything has been motive i don't think these letters to the editor or the lawsuit in connecticut oh, or, the, I, I, or the greta thunberg mural have anything to do with the impeachment process I,
1: I i would i would object to that because i have um i've been seeing more and more headlines like this such what's that say uh, America needs the left and center to get along. And, and that's what I've been seeing more and more, especially since um, New Hampshire this week. I've been seeing more letters to the editor, more commentary, more people saying, OK, th- we've gone far enough. We need to get along more. The left is way too far left. The right is way too far right. Let, let's let's try to work this out. W- you know, We're in this together.
0: I, OK, I accept that. And I hope it's true. And I call that people are waking up. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it's not too late <laughs> for people to, to be awakened.
2: I don't think it's too late. I, I hope it's not. But we need not. to do it in mass. That's I why President
0: Sanders late.
5: will be here to save the day.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I think people have to wake up to that uh, old gizzard. I, I think that, <laughs> Old gizzard. I think that he's ruinous. I haven't
1: heard that wouldn't, term in a long time. Wouldn't you say Amy taking third uh, out there is kind of a is that yes, positive? but I, by
0: no means do I think Amy's a moderate. I think she's no. a, I think she's a decent human being, right? And I think she's civil and rational. But she has signed on to the Green New Deal, for example, right? But she's not a communist. Nope, nope. She's willing to learn. But some of the stuff. <laughs> from, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> isn't some of the stuff from her past going to
5: come back to bite her a bit? Well, they're the,
1: trying
0: the, the, the trial of Burrell. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, so far, she keeps. Uh, she successfully keeps saying, well, look, I was gone when he got retried. That's when it should have been taken care of. And Isn't that kind of if they, passing they, they, the buck,
1: though? Well, that's what politicians
0: they do. do. They do they, pass they the they buck. They do
1: that the best. That's
5: true.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> a conservative group on Wednesday launched a website. Heidel. It shouldn't have had to be a conservative group, but it's noted as a conservative group. Fox News. A conservative group on Wednesday, yesterday, launched a website highlighting the devastating impact of the Green New Deal, that sweeping environmental and economic agenda being pushed by a number of Democratic presidential hopefuls. And unfortunately, Amy's among them.
1: Yeah.
0: Greennewdealstats.com set up by America Rising Squared includes an interactive map of the US which allows readers to see the alleged impact on their state such as the number of jobs at risk and the expected increased energy costs from the policy because it has nothing to do with the environment nothing in the state of Pennsylvania for instance the website estimates that 322,600 jobs would be put at risk and energy costs would increase by up to $327 a month. In Ohio, 262,800 jobs are estimated to be at risk, along with an average energy cost increase of 300 bucks a month. The Green New Deal is the most radical proposal ever embraced by liberal politicians. AR2's Communications Director Chris Martin said, every American deserves to know how many jobs it would destroy in their state and how much energy cost could increase Uh, should this liberal pipe dream ever be implemented. The Green New Deal, an idea once popular only at the fringes of the Democratic Party, entered the party mainstream in 2018 when it was pushed in a non-binding resolution in Congress by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Dem New York, and Senator Ed Markey, Dem Mass. It was signed on to by a number of presidential hopefuls, one of those, Bernie Sanders, has been promoting a Green New Deal for much longer. His own plan demands the U.S. hit 100% renewable energy by 2030 and $16.3 trillion in investment towards creating 20 million jobs in areas including construction, energy efficiency, retrofitting, and a civilian conservation corps. The plan would support small family farms by investing in ecologically regenerative and sustainable agriculture, weatherizes homes, expands a climate justice movement, and throws $200 billion at the International Green Climate Fund. I'm, an, I'm not going to continue reading. Well, what is that? Climate Justice Unit? What is that? Uh, is that what
1: we're fearing? A, that's Lawsuits?
0: A, that's a euphemism for social justice, because the left would make the case that marginalized people are more impacted by environmental uh, degradation than, than other people, oh, which is absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Unit
2: four, unit four, we've got a <laughs> violation.
0: <laughs> they come out in their lab coats. <laughs> uh, it's just a dreadful, dre- it should become terribly, terribly obvious. I hope people wake up. It should become terribly obvious to you, if it hasn't yet, that the Green New Deal has nothing to do with the environment. Zero. Mm-hmm.
5: Did Zero. you guys see the meme of AOC? I, I tried not to. There was one where she's eating jello. And then she she looks down at the cup and she says, "I don't see the proof here in the pudding," <laughs> in relation to the subject. Remember the other, the bootstrap thing from the other day? All right, that doesn't do anything for you. Guys? I got That's it. A, I get
2: it. I thought That's that was hilarious. Good stuff, Chris. It's craziness.
0: It, you know what? It's a funny meme, but it didn't it didn't the work translate. as a translation. Yeah,
2: we're going to push back on that. Yeah, we're going to push, push back. Back. I'm waking <laughs> up. We're, we're waking. We're Wait, I'm back. waking up. Yeah, I'm waking. He's woke. He's yeah, woke. He's woke. <laughs> My lights so off. So I'm going to continue
0: to look for examples of waking up. I'm going to continue to look for examples of waking up. Do you recall the other day I got a nifty uh, couple of uh, letters? I got one from Seattle from a woman praising her new... <laughs> Alpha Jeez. Romeo Julia did. that she purchased in Seattle I and w- hoped that the service at Schmel's Countryside would be as good as she in, encountered in Seattle. And like of course it a will f- be. Four hour rush or something yeah. awful, she One said. One and a half hour uh, yeah. drive. And now oh. that she's in an Alpha Romeo Julia, she just enjoys it. And then we got another, it was Rick from Stillwater who said, I've got a couple of kids uh, <laughs> that are going to be starting driving and i'm wondering does the uh, schmelz countryside volkswagen fiat or alfa romeo have anything uh, that would be good for driving in the sand. <laughs> and like morons, we sat around and said, yeah. well, maybe they live at the end of a dirt road.
1: <laughs> we sat here and tried to figure out what he was talking E-mail about. Emailers have said, hey, <laughs> dummy,
0: they're referring to you in the summer of 2018, losing your car in the sand. in oh, <laughs> Brainerd.
1: Oh, <laughs> he went into those one of those construction areas, right? Mm-hmm.
6: right? Yeah.
1: Detour.
0: Do I not, gotta get there. <laughs> road closed. Do not Enter. I got this. this doesn't but,
6: mean me. Google
0: told him to do it. Brian from Duluth said there was a little pond, uh, pondering about the couple that asked you what vehicle would fare best in the sand. My mind went immediately in the direction that was a good natured zinger at you for getting stuck in the sand incident up in Brainerd, I believe it was. Yes. Anyway, keep up the good work. I look forward to the podcast. Thanks, Brian. I called Duluth.
5: the dealership. And, t-
0: and Chief Officer. <laughs> Chief Offsite correspondent Kelsey said, uh, I think Rick was taking a shot at the mayor yeah, when he was asking for a recommendation of which model he would recommend for driving in the sand. And, like a, and, and to complete my moron, this moronish stuff, I said, well, the Fiat 500X. Yeah, it's good. It through the sand. The all-wheel
6: drive Golf. Oh,
0: <laughs> Schmells Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. It's on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. It's just a great, great multi-generational dealership. We're in the third generation now. I go way back. Uh, at least six cars because I keep trying to remind you guys. They used to be a Saab dealership too until Saab went out of business. So I had a, about a Saab from them, a couple of Volkswagens. i on my second Alfa Romeo. I uh, I highly recommend this as a great great dealership with great great service. And if you're in the if you're in the SUV class, at those uh, German rigs like the Jag not the Jag but the Audi Q5 or the Benz or the BMW go look at the window sticker on an Alfa Romeo Stelvio you will be uh, thanking me
2: sticker shock huh you'll
0: be thanking me that you did we'll be back
6: Whoop.
1: Now here's a man whose screen just went dark, (laughs) Joe Suchere. Thank you, Joe. Is that a euphemism for something? 30 Bales (laughs) Restaurant in
5: downtown Hopkins is your place if you're looking for, oh, I don't know, maybe a brunch on the weekend with the family from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. both Saturday and Sunday. Their brunch menu is fantastic. Or how about a happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Friday. They have a number of $5 menu items in all of their draft beers during happy hour are five bucks, but... I went le- to that happy hour. I liked it. Did you get happy?
0: I, I'm a little happy. All right, that's yeah.
5: good. What did you have, by the way? What did you drink? I don't remember. Didn't you have the Deschutes? No, I had Deschutes. I had Deschutes. Deschutes. fresh squeeze. Fresh squeeze, fresh
4: squeeze.
5: Check out their entire menu, both for lunch and for supper. At 30bales.com. Todd and Tom are the longtime owners of that establishment. They are also huge fans of Garage Logic and want to thank each and every single one of you GLRs for stopping in today. 30bales.com, Joe. Uh, Rook, house,
0: Yo. house File 3030. Yes. Relating to commerce, requiring restaurants to serve specified drinks as the default beverage for children's meals. Proposed coding for new law in Minnesota statutes, chapter three two five f, be it enacted by the legislature of the state of Minnesota. Uh, who who authored House File thirty
2: uh, thirty? There are three key authors. Uh, the first one is Jeff Brand, who is a DFLer from nineteen
0: um, a. Yeah, I don't know where that is. I'd have to have my guide.
2: Uh, Representative Samantha Vang, uh, she's in forty b. She a, a, a Democrat. DFL-er. Yep. And then International Falls, Rob Eklund. Uh as a DFLer in uh, 03A.
0: Okay, but this is not why you got elected, uh, you three people. Uh, for purposes of this section, the following items have, been, have the meanings given. Children's meal means a combination of food items and a beverage or a single food item and a beverage sold together at a single price and primarily intended for consumption by a child. Default beverage means the beverage automatically included or offered as part of a children's meal absent a specific request by the children's meal purchaser for an alternative beverage. And restaurant means a retail food establishment that prepares, serves, and vends food directly to the consumer. A restaurant that sells a children's meal must make the default beverage offered with the children's meal one of the following. Water, sparkling water, or flavored water with no added natural or artificial sweeteners. Two, unflavored milk. Or three, a non-dairy milk alternative that contains no more than 130 calories per container or serving. For purposes of this clause, non-dairy milk alternative means non-dairy fluid milk substitute that meets the standards for the National School Lunch Program under Code of Federal Regulations, Title Seven, Section 210.10. The beverage listed or displayed on a restaurant menu or advertisement for a children's meal must be one of the default beverages listed in paragraph A. Uh, Subdivision 3, no prohibition. This section does not prohibit a restaurant's ability to sell a customer's, to sell or a customer's ability to purchase an alternative beverage instead of the default beverage offered for children's, offered with the children's meal upon request by the children's meal purchaser. Enforcement. The Attorney General must enforce this section under Section 8.31. Effective Uh, date. It was effective August 1, 2019. I don't know why we're just hearing about it now.
2: uh, Brand. Jeff Brand is from St. Peter. Samantha Vang is Brooklyn Center. And Eklund, as stated, is from International Falls.
0: (sighs) Uh, It's just not their business. Why? Why do we need this? Would I buy my kid to drink at a restaurant? It's just not their business. Are you sure? I'm you're pretty sure. sure. Okay. Oh, oh
1: wait sure. a minute. What's the motivation behind this? I have no idea.
0: Probably health.
2: Well, well uh, they're what they're doing is obesity. They're, th- but they're superseding parental control to say, parents, you're you're too stupid to give your kid a, a happy meal with an orange Fanta pop. Instead, we're going to tell you what Fanta. you're allowed to. Uh, Pretty good old reference, huh? Fanta, yeah. Nice. But that's what they're doing. They're parenting. I Those... want me Green River. I yeah. want some Green River.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait you a get
0: minute. Green River at the Avalon <laughs> no, Theater. Y- y-
1: y- you read the no prohibition part, right? Yeah, I heard yeah. you read it. This, yeah. <laughs> this section does not prohibit a restaurant's ability to sell or a customer's ability to purchase an alternative beverage instead of the default beverage offered with the children's meal upon request by the children's meal purchaser. I can so, that. so therefore, that to me means the parent can do whatever he wants and buy the kid whatever he wants. So that goes back to my original question, why do we need this? Exactly. This, is, this is provided for the same reason that
0: polls always have as an, uh, an answer, I don't know.
3: Mm.
5: What if I want to give my 8-year-old a Coors Light?
3: <laughs> no. No, well, I can't do that. You know what? You can in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I, I can tell you part of it. You know who helped promote this bill back in 2019? The dairy industry. They They wanted it to... Sure.
1: Because all, they wanted milk. in oh, yeah, that it. makes it's sense. All, it's all yeah. intertwined, isn't oh, it? Oh sure, it, it really yep.
0: is. It's all intertwined. So the so so Bob Smith selling milk yep. goes to the legislature or the lobbyists for the dairy industry go to the legislature and say, "Come on, push
1: milk in a restaurant mm-hmm. is good for kids." Or is it one of these cases where, and we've seen this many times in the past, one of the bill's authors has been personally affected in their in their life, and so they author a bill and push it through. Is that it, that could a, be. Is that it one of be. those deals? That could be. There sure. wasn't any milk in this restaurant, and I'm outraged, so I'm going to make a law. <laughs> <lock>. That's right.
0: <laughs> Bad bone density. Yep. It's just incredible <laughs> what we have to put up with as taxpayers. So it's just amazing. Because, yeah, the whole thing is redundant if you can buy whatever you want to for yeah. your kid anyway. It was just a waste of the paper it was printed Do on. your Completely. job is yeah. to the legislators. I would they think should, so. Yeah, do would something, think so. you know, that we really well, need done. Well, this
1: is our job. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: no, that's not your job. That's just your job because you think you're ruling from the salon. Right. Why don't we come back, Johnny Height, and you do your job. Okay. <laughs>
1: mike schoonover of schoonover body works and glasses on the phone with us right now because we have questions and he has answers good afternoon mike
7: good afternoon boys
1: uh joe is here with us yeah uh joe's gonna well don't don't overdo it it's it's pretty cold (laughs) to be positive pal uh such has questions about some light surface rust on uh it's located where is it joe on a painted panel below a rear bumper
0: on the right rear below the rear bumper uh, it's a quarter size piece of surface rust no one can see it but i know it's there and it's on a one of your vintage rides right 1976 uh, triumph it's not bubbling no it's not soft and even repair it mike would be to do so in the pursuit of absolute perfection for right. the car
1: right what do you make of that is that something you can do and is it worth doing
7: yeah, that would be that would probably be one of the uh, one of the, the the rare cases where it'd be worthwhile to do because it's uh you know it's Joe's car that that uh, is a you know a collector it's a nice car and um, that could definitely be you know repaired and spotted in and and uh, have no problem fixing that.
0: No, I can even give you
7: the paint code.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! I have that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, w- when is that not possible?
7: Well, you know, on all these on all these newer cars, especially trucks, uh, they as soon as they start rusting in the seam, whether it be on a box side or you know the lower door edge, um, then it's then it becomes really expensive. And then we get a lot of folks that come here that we talk them out of it. They want to spend really good money on a on a bad repair, and, and unfortunately, we won't do it because you know we don't want them angry at us because. It's going to cost a fortune, or if you try to do it cheap, it's not going to last. Uh, and in the in the case
1: of Joe's repair, those repairs pretty much guaranteed for as long as he owns that vehicle, right?
7: Well, rust is a little bit different. It's yeah. a little bit different. We'd have to take a look at it, but uh, but absolutely, if we're if we're confident that we'll take over the job and and we'll fix it up. Absolutely we'll 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 guarantee it. But
0: if I if I drove it out to you today in this weather it would disintegrate by the time (laughs) I got there. No, we don't have to see it today. No. You won't see it till it's about eighty
1: degrees. But I trust these guys. We trust you. That's how a family-owned shop does business. You've been in business uh, with us here around the Twin Cities for 80 years. You're consistently rated as one of the top body shops in the metro, located County E in Lexington up in Shoreview. Check them out, com. and we thank you, Mike.
7: You are welcome.
1: Johnny
3: Height, Thank you, Joe. Uh, it's an exciting time for me and Chris, too. I know he's a big baseball guy because, uh, you know, 43 are, days away, we learned earlier in the show. Yeah, People are getting to spring training and stuff,
1: <laughs> well, stuff. Now it's 42. I have a 42. lot of dunk. Dang it. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions about what's happened here.
3: Well, we have some new rules announced by Major that's, League Baseball. That's what I mean. I'd like to go over those. Headlined, the big one, uh, pitchers now have to face three hitters, a three batter minimum. And uh, Unless it's the end of an inning. But if, if it's during the inning, they have to face three hitters. The,
2: uh, Look at George. I've got a great potential rule <laughs> along those lines. Yes. If pitchers have to face three people, Here we go. your rule for batting gloves, you get three adjustments per at-bat, and then you're done.
0: I'd accept that. Otherwise, I'm
3: fining you five hundred grand. All right. <laughs> uh, the active roster size is also changing. It'll go from 25 players to 26 players. Uh, In September, normally when you can go to 40-man rosters, that won't happen anymore. You now will be able to go to 28-man rosters. Oh, wow, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal for young players, I think. You're going to have guys stuck uh, who would come up normally and won't be able to get any experience. Well, that
5: will also help your time of game in September because that's when they would go with every other hitter. would face.
1: That'll help a big chunk. Okay, so I have questions for everybody in the room except Chris.
3: Sorry, Chris. <laughs> wow,
1: this facing three batters thing. What is this going to do to the careers of some of these uh, relievers that we see come in to face one batter and yeah. number two, two? What was my second question? I, I, don't, no, know, no. Kenny. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what your second question. The lefties.
3: Was. To your first question, who are specialists to come in to face one hitter? Uh, some of them, I'm sure. I if how many teams are there, Chris? Thirty-two. Chris can't talk. Ooh. 32. So we have 32 <laughs> specialists, probably. Uh, I would say a, a good handful of those are not really major leaguers. They come into face one hitter. Can we, can we, we,
0: can we, can we kind of move this along? Yeah, I don't think. Well, Joe's you don't really have an opinion this. on this? No, I'm going to get to an opinion that's, uh, that far outranks any of this nonsense. And I'll teams. tell you what my problem is.
1: Oh, you are crusty,
0: today. I'll tell you what my problem Jeez. is what they want to <laughs> do to the postseason is completely ruined in
5: baseball. We have a gentleman at one o'clock yeah. that will join us yeah. from Fort to Myers today.
0: They want to expand playoff teams to fourteen. Yeah.
2: Well, they want to go hockey Seven
0: you are league. you're Eight. hot about this. Oh I think it's dreadful. Joe is one hundred percent correct. It's
2: dreadful. Yep. It's damning the purity the whole of baseball. The
0: charm of this game is that every right. single game of the hundred and sixty two game season means something.
1: Now mm. they mean less than they used to and you couldn't care less about this three-hitter rule. Uh, I know that I can live with that. It's been like this since the beginning of baseball, hasn't, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. You, you never the, had a limit. What's the objective of, of this? Speed what's the, the, speed game, the up? game up, mm-hmm. but oh.
3: because there's uh-huh. always a two-minute break when the new pitcher warms up, and you know, so if you have a lefty
0: a righty, a lefty. Baseball base. is surrendering their their extending great outreach to make themselves agreeable to a. To a stadium full of people with no attention
1: span. Right, exactly.
0: Let us
2: keep the only uh, group sport without a clock pure. You know, if you didn't
1: pause so much, he wouldn't
0: bother me I was waiting to see Uh, if you, you know,
1: he's... He's hot, He's hot to, about this I baseball. Would, is, I would uh, not mess with him today. today. I wouldn't can't even throw well, a I, I,
3: baseball. I agree with him. I, 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 I'm the same way, but I'm not as hot as he is. But
1: well, it's
0: not that I'm
2: hot. I'm just so I'm sad.
3: It's annoying. I'm sad. Yes.
2: from a former coach. I was kicked out of little league, banned, banned. You uh? banned me. You were yeah.
0: banned from little league. Why? Why? He's chewing on a cigar. Well, oh. I know people commented on it, but I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I thought it was kicked. a lifetime
3: band I didn't like get Pete Rose. <laughs>
2: He was fixing Little League games.
0: So you're like
3: Walter Matthau in Bad News Bears? You had the cigar and a can of Coors with you? Yeah. not the Coors, but the cigar. In
6: Mommy, the- he's got a cigar.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, you little creep.
2: <laughs> I wonder why people commented.
3: <laughs> In news, the Met Council announcing new measures on Wednesday to increase safety on Metro Transit buses and trains. The Council on Wednesday authorizing $1.8 million for up to 20,000 hours of additional overtime for transit police. Uh, Charlie Zelli, Metropolitan Council Chairman, said, We've heard the concerns. We don't have all the answers, but this is our start. There are 140 full-time officers on the force and 50 part-timers that would be eligible to work more hours. Metro Transit will also seek additional resources through personal loans from other regional police forces to help
0: address safety in transit. Yes, in the back. We have a GLer who works for uh, Met, Metro, what's it called? Met Council. Met Council. No, uh, Metro Transit. transit. Metro. On, the, on the lines, on either Blue Line or Green Line. And we've been emailing back and forth. Uh, and he's corroborating everything you've been hearing about the dangers that are faced by passengers. And he said, the things I could tell you are extraordinary. And so we began an email conversation. I said, I would love to have you as a guest. Uh, I would love to get this inside information. He says, well, but I'd have to be anonymous. They make us sign an agreement that we can't talk to the media. You're really? kidding me. So I then emailed back anonymity won't work because people think we're going to be making right. it up or doing a bit. And I said, it just, it doesn't work. Yeah. And then he Email back saying, well, other people have used their names. If this is going to help, don't, I'll- don't, Joe, don't, let's not put him in jeopardy. He well, needs a job. Let me finish no. my story.
2: Yeah. This is I, haven't heard the ba- driver. I haven't
0: heard back from him. So I think he's, he's going to probably uh, prefer to retain his anonymity, which is fine, which is fine.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I have a paragraph here I'd like. Are you done with that story, Uh, John? I might be. We might have have the same paragraph. Yeah, from the, uh, her name is Amity? Amity Foster, Okay, you read it then. Uh,
3: I I saw this in the paper today as part of the same story. Uh, At a legislative hearing, light rail operators last week, remember, pleaded for more police protection. One uh, of them was named
0: Honey something.
3: Yep, unsafe conditions. Uh, And and here's what uh, Amity Foster, spokeswoman for the Twin Cities Transit Riders Union, says. That's disappointing to hear. We're reacting to a short, temporary spike in crime. It's not a crisis. We shouldn't be in panic mode. We don't fire police when crime goes down, but think immediately of hiring more when crime goes up instead of focusing on longer-term solutions like... Free fares. <laughs> oh dear God!
2: Well, I saw there a, a fresh entry uh, fully now. subsidized light rail. Wait a minute, John. An entitlement. <laughs> what, what
5: was her title? I'm sorry, I uh, missed she that. She is oh. the spokeswoman for
2: <laughs> Twin
3: Cities Transit Riders Union and advocacy. I didn't you, know we had a riders union. You've got to be kidding me! <laughs>
2: no, Chris, I, read, I read that no. paragraph four times I at know. my
3: kitchen table today. Yes. She's that part.
1: stupid.
2: Yes. How's the union though? I arrived with on the union. Yeah. Hey, Joe, you with the union?
1: And I'm not with that union. So if we don't have it. Fairs, crime is going to go down. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's
3: very bizarre. Wake Whoa. up, people! Wake Whoa. up! Wake up! Very very wake up! Johnny, wake up. repeat is... her name again. Repeat uh, her name again Amity, and her title. Amity A M I T Y, like Amityville whore. Uh Amity Foster, <laughs> pun intended. Noël, well, yes, absolutely pun intended. Spokeswoman for the Twin Cities Transit Riders Union and advocacy group. Dear God. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Chris. Aren't you somewhat relieved that uh, Zell Charlie Zell has uh, I don't know what the word is acquiesced and decided okay we need to get on this and we need to get on Oh, it. absolutely they because have to do something he was part of the uh, what were they calling him ambassadors yes. he was part of that yeah. whole ambassadors uh, nonsense all right firefighters That's so funny <laughs> oh, I just I couldn't believe what I was reading I know. <laughs> the people who want free stuff
0: have no <laughs> ore in the water right. They're not they're not invested in the community. Well and not they
2: don't pay taxes. They don't they don't contribute. But what did I also say? It value. If it's free, you won't value it. If you have to pay a dollar fifty, yep. it has value. Yep. And not why, to mention from
0: the very start, why didn't we just have a turnstile system where your ticket had to go on the side? Right, yeah. Right. Just from the start. Mm-hmm.
3: Firefighters battled a massive house fire burning on the shore of Lake Minnetonka in Woodland Wednesday evening. I smell a rat. Pictures and videos of the fire showed large flames engulfing the home at about 6.45 p.m. Uh, Lindsay boynton Lillidale has a home right next to the one that caught fire, said she first saw the flames about 6.45 in the evening. Uh, Boynton-Lilladale said the home was under construction, nearly finished. Thankfully, nobody in the uh, house. Then, Kenny
1: was dry.
0: If it's nearly finished, it had a roof on it and everything.
1: So if it was dried in, I'm wondering if the cause is a heater or something then, you know. <laughs> there's like a propane in,
2: heater,
3: heater that in. somebody's... Maybe,
1: maybe, yeah.
3: Multiple fire departments on the scene battling the flames for hours. The yz Fire Department confirmed the house was under construction and there's no hydrants in that area, so crews had to use tankers. The wind and bitter cold made it <sighs> extra challenging for firefighters, according to the fire department. Cause of the fire still under investigation. The fire... Created such a large smoke plume, it showed up on radar. I have a dumb question. I
0: have a dumb question. Yes, sir. And I don't mean it facetiously. Joel, there are no dumb questions. Well, it it was evident to the fire department that it was a home under construction. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they apparently also were terribly comfortable that no one was inside it. Mm -hmm. Why not just let it burn? That's my dumb question. Why, Instead why of are you, trying to save it. Why are you trying to save it? You're, well, you're, you're not going to save it. It's well, shot. you got to start
2: I think they're trying to stop the spread.
3: There were houses... Yeah. Uh, close by, like the it's woman. Those who saw big him. chunks that fly up and land
5: well, on somebody else's Well, and rope. in
2: this wind, I guess. Right,
3: Joe. Yeah, windy last night.
1: That was a pretty dumb question.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Well, hey, Joe. We're uh, today. We're going to push back on that one, guys. We should push back. You know on what that one. You know we're back. doing?
1: All we're doing here is cutting the emails off for you. We're right, saving right. you we from got the it. anguish of Dang the emails. Hey, the dumb questions.
3: <laughs> that's my job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I yep. I
3: interfered. <laughs> A postal worker <laughs> arrested for a meth possession in Barron County while on his route. The Barron was County he dealing? the Barron County Sheriff's Office said authorities executed a search warrant at a home near is it Chatec C H E C During the search, officers located 21 grams of methamphetamine. The owner of the home, identified by the sheriff's office as 66-year-old Tim Wilson, not at the residence at the time, he was found while on his mail route and taken into custody. The sheriff's office said Wilson also found with another two grams of meth while he was on his route. According to the sheriff's office, the street value seized is estimated to be about $2,500.
1: Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yes, so sir. How did that make the news? $2,500? Well, well, he's a, a postal All right, worker. Okay. If he wasn't a postal worker, we'd have never heard about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it just seems like every other person from Wisconsin to me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, why don't you so, do this so huh, I can what, comment
0: huh, what? rather than me bring it up later
1: just cold, cold read john put, cold you, put on your spectacles put them on let
0: me get my glasses on. we here. all well, pull, how have you been doing pull, it without you we're all
2: pulling I, I, for you i here.
1: print in really
3: he's oh, yeah. got
2: big clown font exactly <laughs> clown font
3: all right where are we uh let's see um uh, hmm they rapidly why do you print everything joe it drives me nuts but that's okay the rapidly uh, adds and all he yeah. prints ads The rapidly spreading coronavirus may infect more than 60% of the global population, according to a top Hong Kong medical expert this week. Epidemiologist Gabriel Lung, the chair of public health medicine at Hong Kong University, told The Guardian on Tuesday, experts think each infected person will pass on the disease to two and a half additional people, meaning the disease's attack rate would be 60 to 80%. Lung says 60% of the world's population is an awfully big number. He thinks the disease's fatality rate will eventually hover around 1%. If those predictions are correct, that means upward of 40 million people could die from coronavirus. Lung said, is 60 to 80 of the world's population going to get infected? Maybe not. Maybe this will come in waves. Maybe the virus is going to attenuate its lethality. Because it certainly doesn't help if it kills everybody in its path, because it would get killed as well. All
0: right. 60% of the global population. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I don't think I'm going to panic. Why? Break glass, smoke lucky. Boom. Well, there's a lot of maybes in there. Plus, I don't believe anything that the Chinese say. They're commies. (laughs) So I I don't believe anything a commie tells me. Well, and we've kind of found out they they really weren't very honest at
3: the beginning. No, they're not honest
0: at all. Yeah. They tell you 300 are dead in China, it might be Mm 300,000.
2: They're liars. They're commies. Yep. You're like that talking dog in the joke. He's a liar.
3: Yeah, what one? Two
2: of What one? one? The
3: uh, I do have to. I have. I'm, you know what? I'm a disclaimer yes. right now. I have to read this story. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's the John Kelly story. I'm going to get th- calls and whatever emails from people saying, "Why do you always read those stories?" Well, the former chief of staff of the president of the United States' opinion is fairly important, and if you don't think it's a news star- story, you're a moron. You are okay.
2: itching for a fight. Well, Go I know ahead. what's going to happen. Let's just just, 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 just he being condescending. Dive in, story. John. I Dive have. in.
3: President Trump's former chief of staff, John Kelly, not in agreement on a lot of things with his former boss. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, the former National Security Council aide and impeachment witness that President Trump fired Friday, according to Kelly, who was just doing his job. Kelly told students and guests that at a Drew University event Wednesday night. In a 75-minute speech and Q&A session, Kelly laid out in the clearest terms yet his misgivings about Trump's words and actions regarding North Korea, illegal immigration, military discipline, Ukraine, and the news media. He said Vinbin was rightly disturbed by Trump's phone call to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in July. He said having seen something questionable, Vinbin properly notified his superiors exactly what he's taught to do. He said, we did exactly what we teach them to do from cradle to grave. Uh, that amounted to a momentous change in U.S. policy toward Ukraine, of course, or the money for the Ukraine. One Vinman was right to flag, said Kelly. When Vindman heard the president tell Zelensky he wanted to see the Biden family investigated, Kelly said that was tantamount to hearing an illegal order. We teach them don't follow illegal orders. That wasn't all. On North Korea, Kelly said the efforts to get rid of nukes there is futile. He said he will never give up his nuclear weapons. President Trump tried. That's one way to put it, but it didn't work. I'm an optimist most of the time, but I'm a realist. And Kim would never do anything but play us for a while. And he did that very effectively. He added, it's a long story, I know. Mm -hmm. He did not believe the press is the enemy of the people. He also sharply criticized Vladimir Putin, who Trump has steadfastly courted, Kelly describing Putin as someone who's not necessarily a rational actor. Uh, At DHS, Kelly was responsible for advancing two of Trump's top priorities, stopping the flow of illegal immigration and building a border wall. In his speech, he said he disagreed with the president about the scope of that problem. He said Trump's wall doesn't need to extend from sea to shining sea. He also disapproved of the president's language about immigrants. He said, most immigrants merely are looking for jobs. They're not all rapists and murderers. Then responding to questions from the audience. The story
0: almost
1: done.
3: Almost. From the audience, Kelly faulted, uh, you're one of those too, huh? This is a big story, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Kelly faulted Trump for intervening in the case of Eddie Gallagher. He, of course, the Navy SEAL, who was convicted last year of posing with the corpse of an Islamic State fighter. Trump reversed a Navy decision to oust Gallagher in a chain of events that led to the resignation of Navy Secretary Richard Spencer. Kelly said, the idea the Commander-in-Chief intervened was exactly the wrong thing to do. Had I still been there, I think I could
0: have prevented it. There. Okay, I read this story. Well, it is an important story. I agree, but I'll, I'll get story. emails well, and say... Well, so you get emails. That's, that's awesome. what you do for a living. Thanks. We're going to have uh, Patrick Royce <laughs> joining us.
6: Patrick. Joe, I got good news for you. All right. We got the real Maeda.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you were always
6: concerned that we got the wrong Nishioka. I know we did. <laughs> yeah, but the good news is. This guy we've seen in the United States for four years is the one that showed up today in Fort Myers. That's the is that same guy. Will you I've personally? At, will you personally yeah. bear witness to that? I am guaranteeing you this is the same Maeda. Yeah. Now, now I cannot swear to the same Nishioka, but uh, there's ten
0: thousand Nishiokas in Japan, and we got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs>
6: because I actually asked the fellow his interpreter after he was done if he knew Nishioka, because uh, and he said he played against him some. Although Nishioka is three or four years older than him, and he was just a young pitcher, and uh, he didn't, uh, he never, and they weren't in the same uh, league over there either, so they only played occasionally. Okay,
0: I, I but, caught uh, something you just said. He's been, Maeda has been here four years. Yes, he's he still needs an interpreter.
6: Yeah, I I find that the uh, Japanese fellows don't uh, even, even if they, you know he understood a lot of the uh, questions you could sell because he was like nodding his head during when the questions were being asked. But I I think that uh, I have, I haven't encountered one yet that actually answered his own questions. So. Uh, uh, but uh, he, he let the interpreter answer the questions, but he, he he understands them. He smiles and stuff. But we have nine uh, reporter types uh, from Japan, mm-hmm. Japanese. They might be uh, U.S.-based uh, Japanese reporters. I don't know. And then uh, there were three or four camera photographers there. So uh, they, uh, Maeda has as many people covering him as the other sixty members of the Twins down here have covered them. Right. So, uh, he's, uh, the the thing is these these uh, <laughs> guys guys and gals are here, you know, seven days a week. So not only do they write on the days he pitches and the days after he pitches, but then they gotta fill it in the next three days too. So I would imagine it uh, kind of drives these uh, if if they're prominent. It kind of drives them a little crazy if they're pitchers, I would think.
0: I'm angry at the old game of baseball for what they are toying with in the postseason. I'm about to lose it.
6: No, if they do that, yeah, I'm going to become a soccer fan. <laughs> the hell with it. Yep, I am too. <laughs> I am too. They, wow. If they, yeah. If they go to seven teams, seven. I'm done with,
0: the hell, with I'm them. done I, with
6: them. Yeah, they, they could. It's the stupidest thing ever. This guy, uh, somebody else, somebody has said it, but I, I'm beginning to believe him. Manford doesn't like baseball. He's the commissioner, but he doesn't like baseball.
0: Well, you gotta uh, keep you gotta keep creating baseball to make it interesting
6: for people who don't like baseball. Yes. And guess what? Even when you're done, they're not gonna like baseball. That's right. And all these changes this moron wants to make are not gonna get the twenty six year old video gamer to suddenly get up and rush down to the ballpark and buy four tickets or to watch on TV. That's not happening. Pat, you know who, God bless
5: him, but you know who's committing career suicide is Trevor Bauer. (laughs) Trevor Bauer's just (laughs) ripping the
6: hell out of him, isn't he? Yeah, well, I I got done sending out a tweet, and five minutes later, or somebody responded with Bauer's quote, well, Bower's tweet that basically told Manfred, "You're a joke." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, well, he is. You know, well, what the are NFL, the owners saying?
0: Well, the owners just uh, want money, Kenny. They don't care.
6: No, uh, I don't think it'll work, Kenny. I, I think there's enough sanity. I, I don't think the owners in baseball are quite as as. You, Miserably greedy SOPs are the NFL guys. I think that they will. uh, I I think they'll stop him at this. I think they know the silliness. You got to save something of the soul of the game. Yes, you do. You can't. You you know. You can't. They would. I guess they would reduce it. You can't play 154 games and then say, okay, uh, you had the second best record in baseball. You now get play the seventh best team in your league. And if they beat you two out of three, you're done. Yep. It's uh, it's it's idiotic. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, uh, hopefully between now and then they'll fire this moron.
5: Although the one line that was great was uh, somebody on Twitter had said, gee, I wonder who the Yankees will elect to pick every postseason. <laughs> yeah. And they just had the
6: Twins logo underneath. Well, that's, a, that's another one that can't possibly... You you can't become even if it were to pass. You can't become so idiotic that we're gonna have a bunch of guys sitting around like they're choosing up signs for the for video games and say, "I want to play Bill over here." It, yeah. it's, <laughs> oh God! It's it's not, I haven't done my rant yet because I'm trying to get my thoughts together so that I can just basically write a screen that uh, you know that basically condemning. Anyone who doesn't uh, you know call us out for the foolishness of it. does
1: he he answers to the owners right?
6: Yeah, yeah yeah he can't do any of this stuff unilaterally and he certainly doesn't have the he doesn't have the power that Goodell does with the NFL I mean that baseball kind of routinely gets rid of commissioners here and there so I, I don't think they'll put up with this you know there was a fight when he got the job he was Seeix's guy. Because uh, supposedly he had uh, managed to avoid a strike uh, a couple of, in a couple of negotiations, so they gave him the job. But a lot of owners weren't too sure about him, and I'm sure a lot of them are less sure of him now. You're going to be in Naples tomorrow to see the lumpster. I'm going to be there, and boy, did they give me a nice uh, threesome too at eleven oh nine Eastern tomorrow. He's playing with Layman. Really? Yeah, that isn't an accident. And the third. Member of the threesome is Lee Jansen, native of Austin, Minnesota. Three Minnesotans at 1109. We have a hard time uh, claiming Lee because I think he left at eight six or something like right. that and uh, went off to someplace, but he is a. Uh, you know, he and the layman, same hometown, Austin, Minnesota. Of course, Tom moved to Kenny's country at age three, I think it was. They yeah, Alexandria, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lumpy but, did not have a good pebble beach.
0: No, no, he was
6: out of, I think he was seven over the first uh, first day, right? Yeah. And I, now I uh,
0: he, L.A. Open starts today with Eldrick in the field.
6: Yeah, Eldrick, uh, I love that golf course. Uh, I do too. Here. It's it's it's, it's uh, popping on the uh, tube here uh, momentarily. So
5: Pat, gonna, if uh, uh, if either one of those guys needs any tips on Tory Pines, you give him my cell phone number. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let
6: know. I'll let them know. Why are you wasting your time with that ball bag when you can have a nice big. Plastic silly bag, Ziploc. Ziploc. Who needs these fancy golf spikes? So you can have a nice pair of moccasins. Pat, I didn't even <laughs> share with uh, you
5: guys the best part of that story. Kenny got out of got it out of me off the air. I had purchased a used golf bag and one driver, and when I left the course, the kid said, "Sir, you left your bag." I
0: said, "That's all right.
1: You can keep it." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh. Timberwolves are coming back to earth after the uh, odd 81 points in the first half the other day without Russell.
6: All I know about it, Joe, is when the unpopular Tom Thibodeau coached Mm -hmm. for two and a half, or was it three and a half seasons? Uh, Two and a half seasons, right? Just two and a half seasons. Yeah. The cat, the big cat, never missed a game. Played every one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he missed five after uh, Saunders got the job the second half of last year. Then he missed 16 with a little injury, and now he's got a sore pinky. So he's missing another one. All I know is he played for Tibbs. He was a Tibbs warrior, but now he's a big softy like the rest of those (laughs) wusses on this team. Uh, Here's the deal, Joe. Yeah. And I said this You're a, you know, Towns is a, is a tremendous athlete. He's seven foot tall, right? And he can move. Yep. And this D'Angelo Russell is a, a, a very good athlete, too. Very quick, you know, can do all these things offensively. But they don't guard anybody. Mm-hmm. And that isn't because they can't guard anybody, that's because they don't want to guard
0: anybody. <laughs> yep. You know, just yeah. a, so it's too hard.
6: A, it is. You've you got to exert you yourself, you don't get any glory. Oh. Uh for that. But uh yeah, that was uh I, I don't know if they're trying to win or lose now. I suppose they would just as soon not win a whole lot of games and get a couple of extra ping pong balls. I don't know.
0: The Wilder trying know. to win. They got the Ranger tonight.
6: Yes, and they sure the Rangers aren't very good. And uh we uh I, I thought they did pretty good for Zucker. I don't know much that that uh the defenseman they got, isn't it? they got a kid defenseman, right, that's uh, supposed to be their number one prospect.
0: Well, they, they got run. this galleon chuck. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. Well, this is his fourth
6: start over. This is the fourth <laughs> team where he gets a new start. <laughs> well, this one better work. Teams. He's been with four teams already. That's like Todd Bergen. Remember Todd Bergen? He was getting a fresh start about the, for the North Stars about three times and. Then he got the core injury, right? He got yeah. the thing in his gut. He had the core injury. He didn't play for two months. And we got this spring, and everybody was spotting him at the golf course, and he still had this core injury. He was he liked golf better than hockey. That yeah. was his problem.
5: Although Billy Guerin had the million-dollar quote the other day after the Zucker trade and said, Well, if there's not any more effort, there's going to be a few more
6: trades coming out. I thought that was <laughs> great. Well, hey, hey, he's almost as active in the trade market as Fenton was when we got mad at Fenton. You better watch him. Soon. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, we're not going to talk to you tomorrow cuz you'll be traipsing the golf course.
6: I will be uh following. Oh, did you see uh did you see the golf channel? They had a uh a discussion the other night. Uh they talking about Luffy's uh debut yeah. in the Chubb Classic and the discussion was the quiz was should Lumpy wear shorts in the warm <laughs> in the practice round. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I've got some fodder in the practice
2: round. I got some fodder for you during your uh, following the threesome. Yes, Lee Jansen was uh, here for a spell in Austin. But the last thing of his um, Wikipedia page, Jansen has lived in various places in Central Florida since becoming a professional golfer. He is a Republican. So if you run out of things to say, how's that Trumpster doing for you? What's going on? Trumpeter. Yeah. That's what Pat calls uh, him. A lot of,
6: a lot of white 55- to 65-year-old uh, golfers. I got a hunch maybe more than one Trump I think, right so. I think so. I think
0: so. All right. We'll All talk right. to you later. See you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll... Uh, We'll be back in a moment.
2: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels
0: fine. Joe Souchure. Weekend getting closer. That means grilling. Temperature's going to warm up over the weekend. Get everything you need at Grunhofer's old fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You will not be disappointed. Every GLer who's been there has made a return trip. Uh, Steaks, chops, ribs, smoked salmon, smoked ham, thick bacon, 130 different flavors of brats, 14 different kinds of summer sausage, fresh pork belly and side pork, oven-ready pre-made meatloaf.
2: right? Pastrami.
0: Right? Soup time. You're going to make soup? Oxtails, beef shanks, pork hocks, fresh and smoked pork neck bones, And a new beer uh, cheese brat for those uh, stricken Green Bay fans. Pork, beer, cheese, cheese curds, bacon, uh, green onion. What
1: about my pupper's?
0: Uh, you got something for the dog? Yeah, raw and smoked dog bones and pig ears for dogs. Fantastic. Mm-mm-mm. But I, as I said yesterday, I worry that there are GLers who might gnaw on those on the way home. Well, here I am. I'm right here. And, right, and the poor dog won't water. have anything right left. <laughs> Grunhoffers, it's the best. It's the meat capital of the world. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail! Dear Joe, as your Duluth correspondent, I felt it was my duty to report to you the latest blow in the war on culture. You may recall my last report, which detailed the chaos and ineptitude of our precious mayor and her merry band of minions during and after our snowstorm on Thanksgiving weekend. This time it was a four-rated target this afternoon, where I discovered that the name tags of the employees now list their preferred pronouns. As you have posited many times, and this seems to be evidence supporting your supposition, We are rapidly approaching the day when we will not be able to speak to one another because the rules of human interaction will have become so convoluted and untenable. Is it over? Is it the end of the world? Are we close? Only you, in your mayoral wisdom, can opine on this issue. I bid you farewell from the Zenith City, where it is colder than in your neck of the woods, but the schools are not closing, and the only admonition from the government nannies is to bring your pets indoors the next two nights as it will be a bit chilly. Kids can go out, but pets must come in. Welcome to the mystery. Good luck, Kristen. Joe, assuming the... Uh, no, oh, uh, Bert writes, Today's walk presented me with a new situation. I strolled past two vehicles, hoods up. I don't like this. What are We're you doing? You. He, just not- fo- he just followed
1: me on Twitter. Who did him. Oh,
0: I thought you I blocked don't know him. I, unfollowed I thought you him. blocked him.
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's what, it what was. happens when I you blocked, blocked you. Oh, we're yeah. together okay. again. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead.
0: Bert writes uh, Today's walk presented me with a new situation. I strolled past two vehicles, hoods up, nose to nose. We all know what that means. As I approached, I could hear the jumpy grinding away on the ignition without pause or result. I thought this ill advised and then passed the jumper. The jumper car was not running oh. while these two Mensa members <laughs> oh, watched the woman in the jumpy grinding on the old key. Oh, I kept going, having had some bad reactions to helping in situations yeah, like this. Yeah, that
1: was a smart move, pal. However, I could
0: not let it go. I approached and asked if I could offer just a little advice. <laughs> yeah. They said, sure. I suggested, why don't you start the car that's doing the jumping? One said, are you sure? I kid you not. These folks were old enough to know better. I replied I was positive, pun intended, and moved on, chortling and shaking my head. Apparently, my advice worked as they were gone upon my return. This might be man losing touch with the obvious. It's Positive Thursday. Give a genius lesson where you can. Bert.
1: How many times... How many times have you or me or any of us, when we're in the jumping car... Got in there and put it at about half throttle. Oh, absolutely. So she's oh, yeah. raging at about 50,000 Yes, yeah. yeah, let's get this over Red with. that thing up. Let's go. Let's Hail start. the flashlight, kid. Hail you.
0: You talked about the latest attack by the left on the freedom and respect for history. As a guy who has always loved flags, I immediately got online and bought a Minnesota state flag <laughs> before the progressives cleanse it. Yeah. Politically lonely, Paul. Uh, Scott Matura, I figure if Sanibel Jim can give you weather from Sanibel, then I can give you a current photo of Lone Peak and Soldier's Chapel out here in Montana. Oh, Jeez. let me see that. That's that. nice. I just love that. that. nice. He also adds, uh, may I continue? Yeah. Matura also adds all this talk about not requiring ID to vote is yet another example of the point you make all the time about the black family speaking up and asking the left to stop doing them favors. The Democrats have been very successful ever since LBJ at telling uh, the black and other minority families and cultures that they have their best interests at heart and they want what is best for them, all the while asking and expecting less of them every year so as to de-incentivize their very efforts in culture. Again, the soft bigotry of low expectations. Here is a list of the things these same officials tell us we need an ID for. Alcohol. Cigarettes, opening a bank account, food stamps, welfare, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, unemployment, rent, mortgage, operator, purchase a car, board an airplane, get married, purchase a gun, adopt a pet, hotel room, hunting license, fishing license, purchasing a cell phone, visiting a casino, picking up a prescription, donating blood, purchase an M-rated video game, purchase certain cold medicines, purchase nail polish at CVS. But there is one more that comes with incredible irony. Hold a rally or protest? You need a permit. So in other words, you must provide identification to conduct a rally, presumably against a political figure you do not like, who got elected by those who didn't require the same identification to to take hold of that very office. Yet they would have you believe that it is unconstitutional and racist to require legal identification to cast a vote, to have a legal say in who is making these very laws and running the country. The lack of voter I.D. is nothing more than a nervous, frightened attempt to acquire as many voters as they can from candidates that might otherwise vote non-Democrat. If the media, the failed academy in the salon would let them up for air long enough to look around and ask themselves just what have these politicians done for them that has made their lives better and ask more of them out of social respect and dignity and the decades they have run urban areas closest to the country's tallest buildings, pushing back with a pint and a legal ID, Scott Matura,
1: executive chef, Bucks. Here you go, Scotty. They have a lot of snow in Bozeman right mm-hmm. now. That's a in, really
2: cool picky set. They're
1: down in the valley, but boy, it looks like they've got three, four feet sitting there. Stacy writes, good morning. Still reporting from
0: Cheyenne. I'm attending the Wyoming Mining Association legislative reception. Headed back to St. Paul today. This is dated today. Crazy Rook, group.
4: Rookie, <laughs> rookie
0: was close. I did get married a couple of years back, but it was in Monterey, California. Mm. My husband loves Pebble Beach. I called into the show literally 30 minutes after we said I do. I use both names, Larson and Hanlon. I use Larson professionally and Hamlin personally. Feel free to use either. Anyway, uh, good luck. Stacy, the GL geologist. Uh, and so I was thrown off by Hanlon, but it's either Hanlon yeah, but, or Larson. Yes. Yeah and uh, chief Off-Site correspondent Kelsey notes here's what the woke folks at the Oscars received in their swag bags oh boy
1: oh. we
0: have a haven't done luxury this a luxury no, I'm only going to do one item because i don't care about the lipstick and stuff
2: oh very some they get cream. a
0: luxury cruise worth 78 grand uh, to the antarctic or to the Arctic. Can we send no, them all the there? Antarctic. Oh. And uh, uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes that it runs on ferry dust oh, uh, rather yeah. than fuel. Sure. Because these hypocrites are going to take this luxurious cruise to the Antarctic on a beautiful yacht that uh, has its own helicopter pad. And
2: You're not going to mention the swag bag moisturizing cream kit they got? No, <laughs> well, I'm not. Or, or the, really,
0: the really swag got... bag urine
5: collector thing? Yes. No. no. Do you have the other email from Kelsey, by the way? Uh, he read one earlier.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't read that
5: one. You don't want to read that I one. I can't
0: remember. He said something about my. I wife. got it right here, and just to, for those Uh-oh. that are wondering. Oh,
5: uh, dear Joe Downing had suggested ten dollars each for your for your signed columns at the state fair and donating the money to charity. I know that your wife is famously wealthy, but can she really afford to pay people ten dollars each to take your old columns? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, none wow. of us are safe are we? <laughs> no
5: we're not <laughs> i think that's his best email ever that's i have a terribly funny. sad
0: note oh, oh, no, no. oh terribly sad i'm serious and i think it's meaningful to the entire country the publisher of the miami herald the kansas city star and dozens of newspapers across the country is filing for bankruptcy oh. that would be McClatchy. mcclatchy mcclatchy company's 30 newsrooms including the charlotte observer The Raleigh News and Observer, the Star-Telegram in Fort Worth, will continue to operate as usual as the publisher reorganizes under Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. McClatchy dates to 1857 when it first began publishing a four-page newspaper in Sacramento, California, following the California gold rush. That paper became the Sacramento Bee. The Bee, sure. McClatchy has received $50 million debtor-in-possession financing from Encina Business Credit. That, combined with normal operating cash flows, will provide enough cash for the company still based in Sacramento to continue to function. Uh,
2: so, so what does this mean? Just for that newspaper or...?
0: No, all their papers. Wow. Mm-hmm. McClatchy has suffered as readers give up traditional subscriptions and get news lo- news online. And like other publishers, it's tried to follow them there. Uh, the end is near. The end is near, I'm afraid.
5: I still don't understand how they can't make money doing an online publication.
2: Because the young people, are, are they do not want to pay. They don't want to pay for online content. I so agree they, they want it for free. I'm, I'm frustrated with the Star Tribune when I'm looking at an article and I have to sign up. It's yeah. it's a it's a mentality, for and me, the twenty five year old doesn't yeah, want to. Pay. I have a
1: subscription, so I have it for free for the Star Tribune. But I have the same problem with Joe's paper; drives me crazy. Can't read an article. They just
2: unfortunately.
1: I, I'm
0: a, I'm I'm an online subscriber, obviously, to the St. Paul paper, uh, and it's it's uh, it's a it's inconvenient. It certainly is. But
2: I, do you think it was? Arrogance or insufficiency that newspapers across the country thought were untouchable.
0: No, it's just uh, the analogy would be Detroit automobile industry in the seventies, not realizing the threats they face from Japan.
1: Okay, it's like Sears closing. Mm-hmm. How's Hearst doing?
0: I have no idea. Yeah, but I don't have a great I don't have a great hope for any of them. Tracy writes, this fits in the worrying about something you can't do anything about category. Uh, Tracy Hampton in Wisconsin, uh, NASA, a NASA-tracked asteroid is trapped on an orbit that will bring it incredibly close to our planet this weekend. Oh, Astronomers will officially dubbed the space rock asteroid 2002 PZ-39 and estimates it could measure up to one kilometer in diameter uh, if it hits the Earth, uh, we're done. Okay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. According to NASA, the space rock is flying towards us at speeds of more than 33,500 miles an hour. At this pace, it will approach just after 11 a.m. Green, what's GMT, Greenwich Mean green- Time? Greenwich, yeah. mean time, yeah. uh, On Saturday. In 2018, the U.S. White House published a report by the National Science and Technology Councils on the danger posed by the so-called near-Earth objects like asteroid PZ-39. Mm. Uh, and if it hits... Uh, we'll see it. It could wipe out a continent and cause global damage.
1: So no show Monday then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh not no, he'll <laughs> he'll call in and say not uh, if it hits. Oh, I'm coming in. Coming, coming in, in did you guys uh, coming?
2: Kenny Hurst had a 10.8 billion dollars of revenue. This is 2016. <laughs> now. What was their overhead though? That does not. Here's sick. a
1: headline: Na- uh, NASA has no concerns that planet killer asteroid will hit Earth. Wonderful. So. Whew. He said there was a positive so
2: we'll ray of Monday. hope. See Monday. No,
0: a Thursday a positive <laughs> thing.
2: In an ad asking automakers to place ads in their Hearst chain, noting their circulation, 28 Hearst newspapers read by more than 20 million people in 18 key cities in the United States. Mm. That's good. What a fall from, I no, mean, I that's I way back when. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, William Randolph lived it up pretty well back in the days when <laughs> newspapers were newspapers. I, I should have taken a picture today. Speaking of this continuing disheartened situation, the uh, the newsroom now at the Pioneer Press has, has been walled off where the uh, owner of the building is reclaiming some of the square footage. Yeah. Oh, no. It's no bigger than this studio.
4: Oh, God. Could this room call, in the outer room.
0: I'm not kidding. I'll take a picture of it for you guys.
2: Could you call Charlie Walters down in sports for me? Uh, I'm right here. Oh, uh, sure. uh, Charlie! Yeah, right, right here, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's that's not very positive news, Joe. That one. It's Thursday.
6: Do, isn't do it? yeah, you're
1: ending the show here down in the dumps. You were so yeah, optimistic we gotta, an hour and a half
2: ago. Kill this off here. What the hell? Good Lord, sake. Flip Wilson. See you Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe bring I'll down, finish dude. that bottle of Lost Superior that I'm going after tonight. I'm going <laughs> to Fratelloni's I'm going to
0: Frataloni's and get some uh, stainless steel hardware for license plate applications. I like to dowel those license plates up on the old car. Get them nice and shiny? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if that bothers you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you would like to hear more positive Thursday shows, you can uh, download the app PodMN.com on your phone app or on your computer. Visit PodMN.com or make it easy. Go to garagelogic.com.
0: I saw a guy last night at a kid's basketball game.
2: What happened?
0: Oh, man, I missed the show. Said, hand me your phone. It's this
2: easy. Damn, we got to get that word out. PodMN.com.